0: what is up podcast fam you are listening to season one episode 36 of my turf title track how long can you tempt fate that's important right so that is a theme i'm your host ryan marshall coming to you live from a very chilly lower alabama it is cold as balls outside in the 30s by the way cold as heck let's move on this show tell your friends it's available on apple Podcasts, spotify hit me up on twitter ryan fn18 is my twitter handle and of course the show's email address my turf podcast at gmail.com this show it's about college and pro football this episode will be about college football and uh yeah that's a show about college football tonight family and of course talking about cold balls but i digress remember we are in the full swing of the major league baseball playoffs how about the yankees getting it done today Five to one in the ALDS, they will move on. I guess they're gonna play Game One tomorrow night already. Quick turnaround at the Astros, 6:37 p.m. on TBS. Right now, we're looking uh, at the score. It's what are we at right now for the um, for Major League Baseball? Because well, I was watching it early a little bit, and the Phillies were up one to nothing in the top of the fifth. Now they're up two zero. In the NLCS over the Padres in the bottom of the sixth. Look at the Phillies getting it done. Man, I still hate y'all, but it is what it is. So the uh, the Yankees are going to start with uh, Jameson Tallion to open the Ace ALCS versus Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros. So that's going to be a great pitching matchup. Can't wait to see it. we got a great one tonight, man. Wheeler versus you Darvish of the Padres. That's awesome. So remember, it's going to be going on all freaking winter or fall. And, uh, yeah. It's here, man. The hunt uh, for the championship, which will last into, into uh, November. So I can't wait for it. All right, let's talk some college football. Let's get into it. Of course, how long can you tempt fate? Tempt fate. You know, only one. You know, one loss really can't define your season. You know, and um, you know USC, Bama, Oklahoma State really had some high hopes for all. Like you, you know USC, new head coach Lincoln Riley. I was worried were they going to be physical enough against utah they were not they had a good lead caleb williams played outstanding had five touchdown passes but let me tell you this man they just it's a battle nutrition and the body blows just kept coming from utah and cam rising just was running the ball all through them he looked awesome dude and I can't say it enough of what I thought Utah would be. I thought they would be physical on both sides of the football. Maybe not the most athletically gifted team, but they're so well coached. And they just got it done. I can't say it enough, man. I was really impressed by Utah. It was the late game. They got it done. Cam Rising also did through the air, guys, by the way. 30 of 44, 415 yards passing, two touchdowns. The difference is, though, is that USC's got an outstanding running back in Die, who's a transfer from Oregon. 11 carries, 76 yards. One touchdown? Are you serious? Like, pound the rock. That's what we we're talking about. You're a high-flying offense. I get that. It's sexy. It's appealing. You know, oh, come here and play USC. It's fun. And it's going to be fun and fast. Well, that leaves your defense exposed. Ask Gus Malzahn and Chip Kelly, who have to alter their styles so they can complement their defense and heighten their potential. Because you don't want to leave them out their gas. That's what happened. The USC defense doesn't have a whole lot of depth. You know, they lose Jordan Addison in this game, too, on the offensive side of the ball. And then, of course, their linebacker, Eric Gentry, to another ankle injury, which is huge for them. So, let me say this about USC. Their next three games, they should dominate to get back in it. They got Arizona, Cal, and Colorado. Not really sweating any of those teams. I'm sorry if you're a fan of them. I'm just saying USC should probably beat them on the model. On the 19th, they're going to be at number nine, UCLA. UCLA. We talked about ucla they're one of the teams in the pac-12 that is just dominating right now on the 26th they'll be back at home versus notre dame who of course just lost to stanford 17-14 to notre dame kind of just went back to not looking great on defense but david shaw has got his back up against the wall so he is coaching for his life over there at stanford so they've got no choice but to win out uh, and they got to improve on defense, and they really got to help them out by establishing the run game, and running with conviction, and staying on the ground. Lincoln Riley, you've got to do it. Don't score as fast as you need to. Learn from what you did at Oklahoma. You don't have to do that here. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, I mean, these teams are a little bit more physical in the Pac-12. You need to be able to have establish the run game. Now let's move on to talking about Oklahoma State. Great game with TCU probably one of the, i mean just as good by the way Utah did win 43 to 42 cuz they went for two point conversion in the end and Cam Rising got it got a, got it in with a uh, a quarterback run of course he set it up with a one yard touchdown run with 48 seconds left before that so so Utah wins 43 to 42 over USC Oklahoma State loses to TCU 43 to 40 great back and forth uh, by the way, TCU is getting their butts kicked. At one point, it's – guys, it's 24-13. to 13. I'm thinking – actually, it's 24-7, and I'm thinking it's like it's over. TCU just keeps getting field goals, limping up, and all of a sudden they have a huge third quarter. Max Dugans just starts connecting to Quentin Johnson. It was deadly. They get it going. Miller's running the football well for him. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's 30-23. to 23, And Oklahoma State's let them linger around. Spencer Sanders is not having the best day throwing the football. And TCU gets it done in double overtime. They looked fresher at the end as well. I don't know what it was, but TCU was at home. Maybe that was giving them all the motivation in the world to get it done. And get it done, they did. So, they win 43-40 to 40 in double overtime. TCU staying undefeated. Now leading the Big 12, Oklahoma State will fall to 5-1, and, and they have a gauntlet ahead of them. Told you I thought they may be the best team in the Big 12, but they could lose some games. Now they've got to host Texas. They're at Kansas State, at Kansas, a fifth, which they could have their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, back by then, and Kansas is a better team with him. Hosting Iowa State, of course, led by Matt Campbell, very physical and well-coached team. At Oklahoma, who looks 10 times better now that Dylan Gabriel is back, and West Virginia to end the season on the 26th, which is a team all of a sudden that struggled early. They're looking really good with Graham Harold, their offensive coordinator. He is starting to call up some plays, and they look phenomenal against Baylor. Got the win on Thursday night and a pretty good, you a really good contest, man. I, I enjoyed watching that football game. So now let's talk Alabama. Tempting Faith. We talked about it. Was Oklahoma State going to fix their defense with Derrick Mason and some of those really pivotal calls because he wasn't Jim Knowles? With USC, I said they've got to be more physical. They've got to be. Learn from what you did at Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. Help out that defense. Didn't happen. Alex Grinch's defense was left out to dry. For Alabama, the mental mistakes, the penalties, when is it going to get you? It got you. I understand. Some of them were questionable calls. I don't care. You had a chance to win the game and you still had the mental mistakes. Some of it's going to be the coaching. Running a prevent there at the end with 15 seconds left and letting Tennessee get in field goal range, it's just ridiculous. Running three straight passes to still, when you're in field goal range already, to get a little bit closer when you could probably run some good ones wide, you know, to you know milk you know let the clock run out don't let, don't leave tennessee any clock you kind of need to do that bill o'brien we talked about it when was nick saban just gonna step in and not leave it a chance with these these coordinators because they have proven they need help and they've been very fortunate to this point and that's what i was trying to give they talking about these teams the past couple weeks it's, it's it's unfortunate that they'd lost but it, you know at the end of the day, it is what it is. You lose and not one game, one loss is not going to define you. These teams, these teams can win out, but they better fix these issues and they better fix them quick. I mean, Michigan, we were talking about, are they going to be as efficient as they need to be on offense with J.J. McCarthy? I thought he was doing a really good job, but let me tell you something. Michigan, they've got some running backs. They got Edwards and Quorum. They fixed it. They beat Penn State 41-17. to Blew them the hell out. Ole Miss looks a little bit suspect defensively uh, i thought they were better than they were but they you know beat auburn 48 to 34. struggle a little bit how about clemson we thought florida state i thought florida state could upset them i really did i thought jordan travis and then would play really well at home play electric too much will shipley in the end but clemson was up big and then all of a sudden here came florida state rowling back was not impressed by dj ua again uh i think his i think will shipley is definitely the guy man he's an outstanding running back i'm gonna give credit to dj i don't want to be just hating on dj and, and taking a shit on him all the time but like i, I don't think he's good enough to win him a championship I i'll stick by that um georgia looks dominant 55 nothing over vandy as you should i i think we all expected that syracuse continues to roll guys you know devin leary now out for the season the quarterback at nc state some thought was going to be a heisman candidate syracuse is rolling man schrader's got that offense rolling uh, I gotta be honest with you. This Syracuse defense is a lot better than I thought, too. They're 6-0. They're gonna be, uh, they went 24-9, by the way. They're gonna be a team to be, continue to watch for in the ACC. Kentucky gets back on track. They get Will Levis. He looks good, but Chris Roderick is junior, man. That's the dude. That running back behind that offensive line, which is mashing. They beat a hot Mississippi State team, 27-17. to Oklahoma, you know, Dylan Gabriel's back. They beat Kansas 52-42. to They looked exceptional. Texas had a tight one with Iowa State, but Quentin Ewers, man, just down the stretch. Outstanding job by him. Uh, th- you know, three, three touchdowns to get the win over Iowa State, who's always a tough matchup. A team I thought was going to be better, Minnesota. They lose to Brett Bielema Illinois, 26-14. Tommy DeVito in Illinois. Watch out for him, man. They are running the heck out of the football, and... Uh, they're really—I don't know what they're doing offensively. That, but like they're running a ton of plays, and they're not really running a whole lot of tempo. That's the weird thing. They just are a ball control team that runs a lot of plays, and they will commit to the run. The team, I'm kind of bummed out, man. I thought James Madison may have a chance to win the Sun Belt um, outright, and maybe you know, be one of those sleeper teams to get in. Uh, yeah, they lost to Georgia Southern forty-five to thirty-eight. So pretty disappointing for the uh, for them. But like I said, there's still some undefeated teams. Um, and, and can you tempt faith? Now there's these other other undefeated teams, Iowa. You know Ohio State. I think we all know that they have one of the best offenses in the nation. Don't give me this. Oh, I, I yeah. I think Tennessee still has one of the best offenses out there. Absolutely, but Ohio Ohio State is still the standard. They're going to be favored by 29 over under 49 against Iowa. Look, it's going to be a great contest, 11 a.m. Fox. What do we need to see from Ohio State? We need to see that defense get better. Now they're going to face an Iowa team that's going to establish, try to establish the run, you know, try to minimize their touches on offense. How are they going to do if somebody can pound the rock on that defense? We're finally going to see it. I think Ohio State has proven that they're pretty good on the defensive side of the football. I like what I'm seeing. Um I, I'm really looking more – I think we're just going to have to see down the road how they do against a a rush a rushing attack like Michigan. So that's what we're going to be looking forward to. But Ohio State, still got to see that st- this defense play a little bit more complete. That's what I'll be looking for offensively. I think we're fine except, you know, they just get a little pass happy from time to time. Tennessee, well, after the win, is there any kind of hangover? They got UT Martin at home. Uh, 11 a.m. SEC Network. Oh, the guys are going to be favored by 100 over there. Henning Hooker, he's for real, though. Got to give the kid a lot of credit. Syracuse undefeated. 11 a.m. ABC. We talked about them, right? This is big. At Clemson, who's at home. 7-0 Clemson, 5-0 in the ACC, 6-0 Syracuse, 3-0 in the ACC. Clemson favored by 13 and a half. Wow. That's kind of, poof. Wow, and over under fifty. Okay, okay, uh, Syracuse. A little bit of disrespect there. So, um, yeah, I, 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 okay. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's let's pick some games, right? I'm not just gonna sit there and take no. Ohio State's gonna whoop Iowa's ass. Uh, Tennessee, no problem with UT Martin. Um, Syracuse, you're gonna probably lose this game. I'm gonna tell you something. I'll be rooting for you to make this as tight as possible for the simple fact that I don't think you should be a 13 and a half point underdog. 11 a.m. ESPN Cincinnati on the road at SMU. Cincinnati's favored by three over under 59 and a half. yeah it's gonna be Cincinnati all day long like what I'm seeing from uh, McClellan at running back for them. Ole Miss at LSU 230 p.m. CBS. How about LSU getting a big victory over Florida last week? LSU favored by one and a half over Ole Miss over under sixty six. Ah, uh, yeah, give me the give me the Rebels in that one. Uh, Judkins gonna be running the ball all over them. Damn, I can't believe I can't believe Vegas has uh, LSU. Uh, and that's no that's no disrespect. I am just saying that's the undefeated team, seven and zero, and LSU struggled at times. Two thirty PM Fox. This is a great game, guys. Pac twelve game of the week number nine UCLA at Oregon. Remember, Oregon 6-0. Oregon has rebounded, of course, since the loss to Georgia, where they got blown out. Oregon's actually favored in this game, six by six over under 69 and a half. Oh, looking pretty good, but give me Charbonnet, the running back for UCLA, and uh Dorian Thompson Green to get it going for UCLA. I like UCLA in this matchup. It's gonna be a great contest, though. Texas at Oklahoma State, like we talked about, 238, uh, yeah, 230 p.m. on ABC. Texas favored by six, over under 62. Texas has been playing some tight ball games. I like Oklahoma State to come out and win this game, though. I think they're going to get it done. ACC Network, 2.30 p.m., Boston College at Wake Forest. Wake Forest all the way. Sam Hartman should have a big game. They're favored by 20 and a half, over under 61. Take the money. 2.30 p.m., ESPN 2, Memphis at Tulane. Tulane, remember, they've got a big win over K-State early on in the season. Tulane favored by seven, over under 56 and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, give me Memphis in the points. Give me Memphis in the points there, baby. All right, 6 p.m. ESPN, 24th-ranked Mississippi State, coming off a loss to K- uh, Kentucky at Alabama, who's at home. Alabama favored by 21, over under 61. Can Will Rogers get that offense back on track? Jameer Gibbs should see a nice heavy dose of him against mississippi state bryce young's arm looked fine he started to see we started to see um really the waters rec- the young wide receivers start to take shape isaiah bond talk he looked outstanding jaquari brooks looks like the best wide receiver for alabama we thought it was going to be jermaine burton and maybe the transfer uh tyler harrell from lou tyler harrell from louisville but he does not look healthy saw some footage of him this week in practice That foot is heavily taped. I don't think he's going to be ready for at least least another couple of weeks. But Ja'Quarrie Brooks, Isaiah Bond, Kobe Prentice, those three guys look like to be the best wide receiving uh, group and uh, grouping that they put out there. But still, Jameer Gibbs, Chase McClellan, Alabama. I don't think they're going to beat Mississippi State by 21. Um, Just from what we've seen, the known is that Alabama is just not, not the same. Mississippi State's a good football team, and until we see Alabama play complete, clean all this shit up, 17 turn, seventeen penalties against against Tennessee, yet 15 against Texas, the th- it's caught up to you. Are you going to fix it, or are you going to become a disciplined team? They look soft. I don't know what it is. They're playing with so much anxiety. This Alabama team is looks just not like the other ones. They just don't have the same mentality, or maybe they're just not the, the same kind of beast and play the, play with controlled chaos. And to me, I think Mississippi State will get inside that 21 from what we've seen. Maybe we'll be shocked. 6.30 p.m., though, ABC. Um, by the way, I'm still picking Alabama. It's not saying they're going to win by 21. I think they win more like by 10 or 7. Minnesota. At Penn State, 6 30 p.m. ABC, give me Penn State. Favored by four and a half, over under 44 and a half. They're going to be pissed off after getting blown out by Michigan. Kansas State, we've talked about them. Only lost uh, is to Tulane. They're going to be at TCU. So TCU's got a tough schedule ahead, right? Three and a half. They're, uh, yeah, favored by three and a half, over under 55 and a half. They're back at home. Yeah, give me me TCU, man. I'm still feeling them. Giving TCU the love. I like this team. Are they the new Big 12 favorites? Let's take a look at the schedule. Because for me to give them that kind of love, we got to look at the schedule. Versus Kansas State at West Virginia. Hosting Texas Tech. Then they're going to be at Texas on the 12th. At Baylor on the 19th. And then hosting Iowa State. TCU... Their schedule's tough, but that's a winnable schedule from what we just saw out of a program that looked damn good against Oklahoma State. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i going to have to pick TCU maybe to possibly to be the new Big 12 favorite. But again, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Um, I just don't know if they can get it done because it is so chaotic, right? One thing you you do know out of TCU is this: as far as tempting fate, um, obviously I like what I'm seeing from them offensively, and they. It's just sometimes they start off fast, sometimes they don't. Can that catch them not being able to catch you know catch up? If they when they face Texas, who's a really good football team on both sides of the football, is that going to be a problem? Um, can Quinn Ewers? Get a lot of schemed open players with can he get Xavier Worthy open, Bajan Robinson? That could be a problem for a team that's as balanced as Texas is offensively. So that's all I'm saying. That could be a that could be a problem. I think do think they should win all the rest of those games, but I think Texas could be a big issue for them. All right, so that's gonna do it for the show. Hope you enjoyed it. How can you tempt faith? And again, like you said, there's concerns that every one of us has about their our teams, whether it's our secondary, whether it's our linebacking core, offensive lines not looking as strong. That bit Kentucky a couple weeks ago. They had to improve it. Alabama with the mental errors. Same thing kind of with Ohio State is is this team can, you know. Right there in the back, they're giving up a little bit on some passing. Can they clean that up when they have to face a really good passing opponent? These are all things that you want to clean up. Hopefully, that your program cleans up until it gets you. You know, sometimes good is not good enough, and you need to be great in these big time matchups. In Tennessee, big thing I would say about them is I think they're a good pro. I think they're a good team, but I do honestly I saw some deficiencies on defense where I was not. I was not that blown away by their defense at all. I think they've got some good players, but they're going to get Kentucky at Georgia versus Missouri, then at South Carolina, then at Vandy. Kentucky and Georgia. Will Levis can throw on that defense. Chris Rodriguez can run through that defense. Mark Stoops is going to be a more it's going to be a more strategic defense of mine to give them fits. Same with Kirby Smart. You could see them lose back-to-back weeks. Now I'm sitting. Here, you're probably sitting there thinking, "Man, this was good. This Tennessee offense is really, really good." I think they're a good offense. Don't get me wrong, but Kirby Smart, Mark Stoops, these are two of the best defensive minds out there. They're looking at Hendon Hooker and they're looking at what Alabama did, and sitting there thinking, "Like, dear God, what in the hell was Alabama showing them pre-snap? They were beat with their alignment before the ball was even snapped." I don't think either, I don't think the Tennessee offense is going to be able to impose their will on Kentucky and Georgia. Definitely not Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's going to give him a lot of exotic blitzes to really confuse Hendon Hooker. I understand they want to play fun and fast, but that can bite you, especially with a ball control team like Georgia, who can keep your offense off the ground. Not to mention that Tennessee defense is not scaring either one of those programs. I'm just I'm just saying, state and all of this. That is a very beatable. Tennessee team. And I'm not saying Alabama wasn't beatable. Uh, absolutely, they were. They just lost. So I'm not being a hypocrite. I'm just telling you what you have to look out for from your program. I understand people want to be all on the new team's jock and everything like that, but we still have a long season to go. And how long are you, you want to keep saying you want to be proud of your team and stuff like that? You're going to eat Crow in the end. I'm eating Crow this week because Alabama did not clean up what they needed to. USC fans are eating crow because they were not as good as they thought they were just yet in year one under Lincoln Riley. Oklahoma State fans are eating crow this week because they knew that Spencer Sanders, bad Spencer Sanders could eventually show up and it happened. Again, on the defense side of the ball, how much were they going to miss Jim Knowles and it happened. So these are things that we just talk about and that's why I love doing this show because you can hit me up. At my turf podcast at gmail.com interact with me that's what i want i want some honor questions and anything we can kind of go over um also this show will be back with you on friday we're going to talk some pro football maybe happens thursday night as well so hit me up ryan fn18 at twitter the show's email address my turf at gmail.com listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify tell your friends please stay warm it's cold as balls here and again This is Season 1, Episode 36, How Long Can You Tempt Fate? I'm your host, Ryan Marshall. Have a safe and happy week, everyone, and we will get back with you later on in the week. Season 1, Episode 36, that's a wrap.